Hey, what's up, podcast? This is Matt Chalava, and you're listening to the Road to Freedom Pod. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Matt Chalava, and today is Tuesday, May 3rd, 2022. It has been a busy day, and it's been a productive day for me, so let's just get right into it. Let's recap the day a little bit and talk about some of the things that I have been working on, some of the things that I've been seeing in reselling. So earlier today, we had one release. It was really the main release for the day as far as sneaker releases go, and then Outside of that, there really weren't other releases. Targets have been doing a lot of restocks for consoles, and as those continue to go on, I believe that they will continue to get less and less profitable. So for those people that are selling those, I'm not telling you what to do, like whether to sell them, whether or not to sell them. I'm just saying be cautious because as they start to restock them more frequently, that means they're getting more stock. That means that Sony's pumping out more of them. That means that they will be easier to get. And as items get easier to get, they resell for less and less and less. So I have been working on a couple strategies to try and move away from that and actually to move away from reselling in its in the retail arbitrage traditional sense or online arbitrage traditional traditional sense that I've been doing it so far. And what do I mean by that? Well, I have been trying to go and get away from maybe the one or two or three type of items. And I know I've talked a lot before about going after, you know, large quantities, getting bulk, but I'm now trying to look for more sustainable ways to do it in not, I'm not talking about like green, like trying to be uh, environmentally friendly type of thing. Like that's, I think that's good stuff, but I'm, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about sustainable from a business standpoint and trying to find items that I can get consistently. And so that's what I've been looking at, doing a lot of research on that. I think I've made a little bit of progress and I do believe that I have a couple of options with that that I can do, especially when it comes to Amazon. So I'm gonna be doing a little bit more Amazon selling. I'm gonna continue selling on eBay because it is a profitable platform for me and I do believe that I can sustain myself just on eBay but then grow Amazon and actually kind of transition into that being a very scalable business. And so that's what I'll be, that's what I was working on majority of the day. I did mention we had a sneakers release a couple seconds ago and we did, it was around 10 o'clock today. They always do their sneaker releases at 10 AM sharp. And it was the Jordan one stash. Now it really wasn't that profitable looking of a shoe. I'm sure you could have made a little bit of money on it, especially if you don't have taxes on clothing and I live in PA, so we don't. I didn't end up going for the shoe because I've been trying to move away from things that aren't super profitable from a sneaker standpoint because I don't like holding shoes. And if you don't quick flip it right away, you're going to be left holding that shoe for a little while. And if it's not a super profitable shoe, you could run into some issues. So I've been moving away from those sorts of things and moving towards more profitable shoes. So I go for less sneaker releases and really only try and go for the more profitable ones. And then if that doesn't work, then I just kind of, if it's not super profitable, I push it off to the side and say, hey, there's more releases on the way. I'm not going to get upset about this one not being profitable. I'm not going to FOMO into it saying, hey, I wish this one was profitable and go after the shoe and and maybe make 10, 20 bucks. It's just not worth it. The other thing is it's probably not even as profitable now to go after them because eBay for a while, while I was doing sneaker releases, was doing their 0% fees. And those helped you make a lot of money on shoes because there was a pairs of shoes that maybe would only be going for 30 40 50 dollars over retail and probably closer to like 50 to 60 dollars over retail and for me retail i didn't have to pay tax on top of that i didn't have to usually pay shipping because nike doesn't charge shipping for like over a hundred dollars i think so those sorts of orders i'd be able to make money on because you buy a pair of shoes at 170 bucks you end up selling it for 230 let's say you have ten dollars shipping in there and there's no fees well you're netting out of that transaction somewhere around 220 bucks you paid 170 i didn't have to pay any any tax sales tax because of it being clothing 
And so I'm netting about 50 bucks on that transaction. Now eBay putting in their 8% fees, I'm probably going to net closer to something like somewhere between 30 to 40 bucks. And that's not bad, but it's probably going to be a lot less. And then just to say that sneakers aren't even as profitable as they used to be. And I know that people have talked about this before, but in 2020, in 2020, they were super profitable, whereas in 2021, 2022, they have dipped and there are some shoes and some silhouettes that are super profitable. And then there's some that just aren't at all. And, and you look at some of the Jordan ones that have come out recently and the most recent ones that was that white and red colorway. I don't remember exactly what it was called, but I know that that shoe, I just have a very good feeling it would have popped off really, really well in 2020 when everybody was locked inside, everybody was watching the Jordan documentary and everybody was so hyped about Jordans, they just wanted to spend as much money on them and they, there, there was all this money floating around for people getting stimulus checks. There was a lot and people wanted something to do, so they bought sneakers and they collected them. And once people started going outside in 2021 and 2022 and they stopped getting those stimulus checks, there was a lot less money floating around in the economy and a lot less people buying. And so we've seen sneakers kind of go back to the norm and they're still profitable if you get the right shoes, but not every pair is a guaranteed 30, 40, $50 profit like it used to be. And the big hype shoes now aren't a guaranteed double or triple your money anymore. They may be a double up if it's a really, really nice hyped up pair of maybe like a very clean looking off-white or a very clean looking pair of like unions. Those are still pretty good. The Ama Moniers, those are still good. Outside of those kind of collabs though you're not really getting these huge appreciation on shoes and I don't even know if you would see the type of sales that we saw in early 2021 for the Jordan 1 UNCs if they were like a shoe that was releasing now because there's so much less hype around Jordans as there was back then so that goes to say that they weren't super profitable today passed on those they were an ugly shoe anyway in my opinion and kind of moved on throughout the day. Spent most of my day doing research on Amazon. I've been reading some books. There's, I forget what the book's called. I'll have to mention it in, the, in a later podcast. But I've been reading about a, an Amazon seller who started a business and grown it from $0 revenue to over a million dollars revenue a year. That kind of stuff's inspiring. And I think that that's stuff that you need to read about because so often in life, and this is like maybe my main take-home point for this podcast, so often in life, I think we're hit with things that are very negative. And you talk to people about starting a business and they go, well, it's risky. You could lose your money. You you may not profit on that item. You may not make any money. What if you waste your time? What if it doesn't work out? What if you're left holding all this inventory and you don't have the room for it? What if you grow too fast? What if you can't house all the inventory? These are all problems that they come up with. And it kind of bogs you down a little bit, especially for me. Now, I don't necessarily have people telling me that all the time, but it's not like I don't either. There's some people that will ask me questions about it. There's some people that say, wow, that sounds like a really tough thing to do. There's some people that will even say, hey, are you sure that's a good idea? Are you sure you should be doing that? And for me, it's tough sometimes. You feel like a little bit of doubt and the slightest bit of doubt creeps in. And for me, it feels like, you know, that kind of starts to grow a little bit. And so it's good to surround yourself with good sources of information and positive business people that have actually made it because when you're reading about stuff like that or you're reading about people that have actually made it for me it helps like encourage me a little bit thinking like hey everybody starts somewhere and so a lot of people that have made it necessarily like they didn't do anything super crazy other than work really hard and dedicate themselves to their craft and so it's, it's one of those things where I think if they did it, then I should be able to do it too. Because it's not like these people are like the Elon Musks of the world or like the Bezos or they're not some Albert Einstein running around out there. They're just normal everyday Joes that are running around there and they're being able to make a business on eBay, on Amazon, 
just flipping stuff. And it's crazy to me that people can do that. It's crazy to me how big the businesses can get. And it's crazy how profitable some of them can be. And so for me, I'm trying to do that now. And like I said, if if you're kind of struggling with that or maybe people around you aren't the most supportive or anything like that, it's important to keep in mind that like there's a lot of sources out there of people who have made it. And sometimes if you're feeling a little bit like, I don't know, or even if you're just struggling, right? Let's say even if you're in a good environment, maybe you're just struggling with your business. It's still good to have those sorts of things to go watch a YouTube video about somebody who's actually doing well and kind of like encouraging slash telling you what to do. And maybe not at every step of the way, but just people like Arezi or people like um, even like the guy that I've been watching on YouTube, Ask Jimmy Smith. He actually has a pretty decent YouTube channel for being a very small YouTuber. But some of these people out there who are like giving you good tips, good information, and then going and reading books about people who have done it, those sorts of things can help you kind of get over that that like mental hurdle that you need to get a pass to be able to keep going and just like keep crushing your business. And I'm not saying like, I'm not talking like if you're not motivated or anything like that. Like I think you need to be motivated. I think you actually like that has to be something that you do yourself and you have to naturally be motivated to, to be successful. I'm not talking about that. I'm saying like if you feel like, man, I am doing a terrible job and I don't know what to do and I kind of feel like I'm struggling, just like those sort of things, those sort of sources of information can be super good for really kind of pushing you through and going, you know what, this guy figured it out or this girl figured it out. They're they're pretty smart, but they seem kind of like your normal average everyday person. I can figure it out too. And no matter what kind of gets thrown at me, I'll figure out a solution for it. And so that's kind of what I've been doing, just working my way through that because Amazon's always been a big hurdle for me because I've never really done it. And I've always been afraid of getting my account suspended. It's gotten to the point where I'm three years into reselling. I've sold a little bit on Amazon, but like I've always been so afraid of getting my account suspended that I've never taken the leap. And what good is an account if if you never use it anyways, right? It might as well have been suspended for three years that just gotten unsuspended because I never used it anyway. And so those are the sort of things I've been looking at right now. I've been doing a lot of research on it. I do want to be very well researched when I go into it because I don't want to screw up at all if I don't have to. And so trying to learn from as many mistakes as possible that other people have made documented is kind of what I've been looking at. But then also trying to do some research and looking for new inventory, new ways to find inventory, new types of inventory to sell. Typically, I sell sneakers. That doesn't necessarily fly on Amazon when you're talking about very hype shoes. Some people have tried it and a lot of people complain that it's very hard to get sales to stick or sometimes you get inauthentic claims and people send back fake shoes. And so that's not really the game I want to play on Amazon because it's not like they're eBay, StockX, GOAT where they're doing the authenticating and once it's done, it's done. This is a this is Amazon, right? The customer is always right and there's no siding with the seller in at all. Like they they rarely side with the seller. You have to be so so in the right that that it's inevitable that you actually like get the case won in your favor. Where eBay like you could have screwed up a little bit, but as long as you were trying to do the right thing, sometimes they'll still side with you and give you your money back. A lot of times if the buyer's just being a little bit like picky about things or they're just blatantly lying, eBay will call them out on that and give you the money back and stuff like that. And you won't have to worry about it. Amazon doesn't play those games. And so if you're the customer, you're always right on Amazon, which is why they built such a massive business and why so many people want to sell there. But it comes with the cost of having to sell different types of items, maybe less profitable items, but more of them because you can do scale on Amazon. And so that's just kind of what I've been working through trying to figure out what are the best items to sell? What types of items, what types of brands? How do I get ungated in those brands? Luckily, I have an account that's been activated for a while. So 
I think that they trust me as a seller and I'm able to get ungated in some brands that people don't get right off the bat, which is cool, but there's still brands that I'm still gated in and it's tough. You can't sell Nike right off the bat on Amazon. You can't sell Adidas right off the bat on Amazon. You can't sell a lot of everyday brands that you find in your house. Ziploc is another one that's blocked for a lot of people and gated for a lot of people. I mean, think about all the brands you use every day that are like name brands or every brand that you see when you walk into a Walmart, a lot of those are gated. And so if you're thinking, hey, I want to go to my Walmart and source, well, that works for eBay problem is a lot of items your everyday items at walmart on ebay aren't necessarily super profitable because it's just it's ebay it's a hodgepodge and there's so many people there's so much access to it that anybody can sell in there and you're not guaranteed any sort of process as a buyer where you're you're guaranteed on amazon if you buy prime and there's an an item for fba on amazon somebody's gonna get that item in two days or less right that's kind of their thing ebay you're not guaranteed that at all and so that's why you can sell stuff for a little bit more on amazon that's why things do well on amazon but you're gated off the bat on a lot of items. If you don't know what gated means, it just means you're not allowed to sell that brand. And so there's so many people that can't get started on Amazon the way they would on eBay because there's these hurdles that you have to get over to be able to find items. And the thing is, there are a lot of brands out there that you're not gated in. That's the one thing that I've learned. There are still so many brands. And if I would have just kind of started on Amazon instead of going on eBay, I honestly think I would have built a better more sustainable business in the long term because I wouldn't have been focused on that short-term profit. So that's kind of what I'm looking at now. I think that it's a good idea if you haven't sold on Amazon to kind of learn it, get at least uh, like get a, an account set up on there. I think that now they're doing some sort of weird like interview process for some people. I didn't have to do that when I applied for Amazon. I just kind of went, gave them my information, a banking, I think I gave them like a bank statement or something to show them I have a bank account and that was it. And, and everything was done after that and it was good to go. But I think a lot of people have to like do a little bit more like work to try and get onto Amazon, which is probably good for the the buyers, not as good if you're a seller. But, you know, it's just one more step that many people won't take if they have to do an in-person interview or I guess a Zoom interview, I mean, and trying to get over that. Some people may not want to do it and they may say, hey, forget this. I'll go sell on eBay. And so you can there's more barrier to entry, which from a standpoint as a seller is kind of good because less people may come onto Amazon. So things may be a little bit easier to get onto Amazon and you may be able to get ungated a little bit better if you start now because you can build up that credit with your account, build up a reputation with Amazon and begin to get ungated in some of these bigger brands. So that's what I'm working on right now. It's a lot, but it's kind of the best thing I see going for my business. I do think that eBay is great. If you haven't started selling, I do believe in eBay. I'm still going to sell on eBay. I think eBay is amazing, but I do think that Amazon offers a scalability factor with FBA that eBay doesn't necessarily have right now. And so if you're looking to build a business that doesn't just do, you know, several hundred thousand, if you're, if you're looking to build a business that does over a few hundred K per year, Amazon's the route. And so I think eBay is great if you're looking to do somewhere between one to 500 K on eBay. But if you're really looking to scale it and do over a million dollars in revenue a year, I'm kind of thinking that Amazon's my route for that. So that's what I'm looking right now. It's going to be cool. I'm excited. I'm excited to rock with you guys and talk to you about my journey on Amazon and my journey on eBay as I continue on reselling. So come to this podcast every day and hopefully I'll have something for you to take home and learn something that I've taken and and learned and pass it on to you. So with that being said, I'm going to go. You guys have a great rest of your Tuesday and I'll talk to you tomorrow with another podcast. Have a good one.